When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, Thriller Thursdays on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. This program is a Duads collaboration with Purple Radio. Content warnings may be found in the episode description. Duads presents The Three Musketeers Episode 10 The Mousetrap On floorboards. Oh, I've barely covered up from where Aramis put his foot through you. Ah! Aha! Sir, Athos and Porthos are here. Well, let them in. And tell them to be quiet. What's this? Digging for treasure, kid? A treasure of a kind. Any news? Treville knows nothing. He said the last time he saw the Cardinal, the King, and the Queen together. He thought the king looked uneasy, and that the queen had been crying. <laughs> I'd cry all day too if I were married to King Louis. Show some respect to your king. And you, D'Artagnan? Have you discovered much? Come, listen. Has Madame Bonacieux sent anything to you for her husband, or any other person? No, not recently. Has Monsieur Bonacieux sent anything to you for his wife, or for any other person? No! Please, I don't... Has either of them confided anything to you by word of mouth? They've been questioning everyone who's come to the house this whole week. It's a mousetrap. Visitors go in, the door closes behind them, they are arrested, and no one is any the wiser. Within a week, all regular visitors will be in their hands. Simple and effective. If they knew anything, they would not question people in this manner. My guess is that they want to know if the Duke of Buckingham is in Paris and if he has had, or is likely to have, an interview with the Queen. You keep an eye on whoever comes in here. Try to find out their names. You're going? You only just arrived. Treville wants us to report to him. And I have business to attend to before that, but good work, D'Artagnan. We left pie on the table. Don't want the hermit to starve now, do we? <sighs> you did good, D'Artagnan. Digging for treasure, kid. I'm 18! I'm an adult! I'm almost a musketeer! <sighs> almost. Ah! Hold still! Bitch! Help! Help! I'm the mistress of the house, gentlemen! I tell you I am Madame Bonasseur! I tell you I belong to the Queen! Constance! I mean, Madame Bonasseur! 
Can I be so lucky as to find what everyone is looking for? Unhand me! Ah! Pardon, gentlemen, pardon. They're binding her. They're going to drag her away. My sword. Good. It is by my side. Plonchet. Monsieur. Run and seek Athos, Porthos and Aramis. One of the three will certainly be at home. Perhaps all three. Tell them to take arms, to come here and to run. Ah, I remember. Athos is at Monsieur de Treville's. Uh, But where are you going, Monsieur? Where are you going? I'm going downstairs. You put back the board, sweep the floor. Go out the door and run as I told you. Oh, monsieur, monsieur, you will kill yourself. I will go myself and be caught in the mouse trap. but woe be to the cats that shall pounce upon such a mouse. Ah! Oh, fight, you cowards! Retreat, men, retreat! He has a sword, that's a fair. Ah! And stay out! Constance. I mean... <clears throat> Madame Bonacieux, are you all right? Mm. Oh, right. Sorry, let me... <clears throat> Thank you, Monsieur d'Artagnan. That was... I knew he wanted to be a musketeer, but every boy of eleven wants to... Here, sit down. Your handkerchief, you dropped it. Here. You're pale. Shall I bring you some water? Ah, monsieur, where are my manners? You saved me. Permit me to thank you. (laughs) Madame, I have only done what every gentleman would have done in my place. You owe me no thanks. What do these men want with me? At first I took them for robbers, but... Why is Monsieur Bonacieux not here? Robbers? They're more dangerous than any common thief. They were agents of the Cardinal. And as to your husband, Monsieur Bonacieux, he is not here because he was yesterday evening conducted to the Bastille. My husband in the Bastille. Oh my God, what has he done? Oh, poor dear man, he is innocent himself. Could you guess what he may have done, madame? I believe that his only crime is to have at the same time the good fortune and the misfortune to be your husband. So you know, then? That you had been abducted, yes. Do you know by whom? Do you know him? By a man of from 40 to 45 years with... Black hair, a dark complexion, and a scar on his left temple. Yes, yes, that's him. Do you know his name? Um, no, I don't. My husband, you knew. Then that I'd be carried off? They left him a letter. Does he suspect the cause of this event? He attributed it, I believe, to a political cause. I can't doubt it. Then my dear Monsieur Bonacieux has not suspected me a single instant? So far from it, madame. He was too proud of your prudence and, above all, of your love. But how did you escape? I took advantage of a moment when they left me alone, and as I had known since the morning the reason for my abduction, with the help of the sheets, I let myself down from the window. Then, as I believed my husband would be home, I hastened hither. To place yourself under his protection? (laughs) Ha! I knew very well he was incapable of defending me. But as he could serve us in other ways, I wish to inform him. Of what? Oh, that is not my secret. I must not, therefore, tell you. Pardon me, madame, if, guardsman as I am, I remind you of prudence. Besides, I believe we are not here in a very proper place for imparting confidences. The men I have put to flight will return reinforced. If they find us here, we are lost. I have sent for three of my friends, but who knows whether they were at home. Yes, you're right. Let us fly and save ourselves. 
Where are we flying to? Let's get away from this house. Then we shall see. No sign of them, but we better be fast. I'll take you where you need to go. I... I don't know. I, I intended to inform Monsieur Lapour for my husband in order that Monsieur Lapour might tell us precisely what had taken place at the Louvre in the last three days and whether there is any danger in presenting myself there. I can go and inform him. Uh, no doubt you could, but Monsieur Bonacieux is known at the Louvre and would be allowed to pass. As you are not known there, and the gate would be closed against you. You must have some concierge at the Louvre for your service. Perhaps one who allows me in with the help of a password. <sighs> if, say, I gave you this password, would you forget it as soon as you used it? By my honour, by the faith of a gentleman. <laughs> then I believe you. I suppose I have no real choice anyway. Besides, you might get a small fortune for your... devotedness. You may dispose of me, then, as a friend. Where should I wait for you? Is there nobody from whose house Monsieur Laporte can come and fetch you? No one I can trust. Athos's place is nearby. Who? A friend. One who I can trust. What if he sees me? He's not at home. I'll take the key once you're inside. And if he returns? He won't, but if he should, he will be told that I have brought a woman with me, and that woman is in his apartment. But that will compromise me, sadly, you know. I assure you, no one would ever believe there was a woman in Athos's apartment. And what of consequence? Nobody knows you. Besides, we are in a situation to overlook ceremony. Fine. <laughs> oh, a woman in Athos's apartment. Anybody home? Athos? Grimo? See? Now stay here. Open the door to no one unless you hear three taps like this. Alright, let me give you your instructions. I'm all attention. You'll present yourself at the wicket of the Louvre on the side of the Rue de la Chienne and you'll ask for Germain. He will ask you what you want and you will answer by these two words. Tours? And Brussels. He will at once put himself at your orders. Towards Bruxelles. Right. And what shall I command him? To go and fetch Monsieur Laporte, the Queen's valet de chambre. You'll send him to me. That is well, but where and how shall I see you again? Do you wish to see me again? I... <laughs> of course. Well, then let that care be mine and be at ease. I depend upon your word. You may. Uh, I better get going. Good luck! What do you want, monsieur? <sighs> to Bruxelles. I'm running late. Would you fetch Monsieur Laporte? Yes, Monsieur. Monsieur Laporte! Monsieur Laporte! By God! It's only been half an hour. <laughs> Monsieur Laporte. Constance sent me to... She's safe? Is she alright? Yes, yes. She's waiting for you at number four, Rue Ferrou. Rue Ferrou? Yes. 
Thank you, my boy. Oh, young man, a suggestion. What? You may get into trouble by what's taken place. You believe so? Yes. Have you any friend whose clock is too slow? I, I don't understand. Go and call upon him, in order that he may give evidence of your having been with him at half past nine. In a court of justice, that is called an alibi. Ah, D'Artagnan, my young compatriot. How can I be of service? I have something important I want to share. I wondered if I could have a private audience. What's his visit at such a late hour? Did you get into trouble with that brat in Dessessar's company again? Pardon me, monsieur, but I thought, as it was yet only 25 minutes past nine, it was not too late to wait upon you. 25 minutes past nine? Why, that's impossible. Monsieur, the clock in the antechamber says so. Come see. Mon Dieu, I swear I heard the bell strike ten. What can I do for you? Well, you see, it's about Her Majesty. I fear that His Eminence has some new plan to torment her. Richelieu always has plans where the Queen is concerned. But Monsieur, have you heard the rumours that the Duke of Buckingham is in Paris? Hmm, this is... Interesting? To say the least. Thank you, my dear boy. I'll take my leave, it's almost ten. Of course. D'Artagnan, a word of advice. Yes, monsieur? We are at war now. Not of blades, but of minds. Keep your wit sharp. That was the first time I betrayed the trust of Monsieur de Treville. As I shut the door behind me, I listened to make sure no one was coming, then approached the mantelpiece clock in the antechamber. I had to set it back to its real position. Quarter to eleven. D'Artagnan, what are you doing? Oh, Francoise. I could ask the same of you. My father sent me to deliver his reports to Treville. But you're a lieutenant, not a messenger. Can't risk these falling into the wrong hands. So much paperwork is getting misplaced these days. Ah, this must be that spy business of Athos. Pardon? Did you say something? Ah, not at all. Are you waiting for Monsieur de Treville? Oh no, I've just come out. Then, if you don't mind my asking, what are you still doing here? <laughs> I was just leaving. I thought I might take a walk, but none of my friends are here at the hotel, so I'm... Oh, so I'm not your friend, huh? No, I mean, yes, I mean, yes, I just meant... Then I'll be right out. Ah, Francois. What have you brought today? <sighs> You're unusually distracted this evening, D'Artagnan. D'Artagnan? Hmm? What's bothering you? Is it Pomponia? I heard from one of my officers that he's made accusations behind your back. Pomponia? Oh, that's nothing. It's boyish fun, is all. Doesn't sound like you're having much fun. Well, no offence, Lieutenant Francois, but there's not much you can do about it. And anyway, I wasn't thinking about Pomponia. <sighs> I know the cadence of that sigh. Who is he? He? Oh, is it a she? Who? 
The one you're enamored with, obviously. Oh! Her. <sighs> She's... Ah, <sighs> incredible. She could make the seasons change. She could make summer blush. She... Wait, you thought that I liked... Birds of a feather flock together. What does that mean? Never mind, D'Artagnan. You'll understand when you're older. But tell me more about this woman. What's she like? I haven't a clue. What? I mean, I know, but how could I ever put it into words? Oh my god, D'Artagnan. Ugh, the clichés. Is this the first time you've ever had feelings for someone? How could I ever put her into words? That's what words are for. Constance is pretty and mysterious, and she knows all the machinations of the court. Every time she smiles, it's like she's thinking about telling me a secret. Oh. And I have delivered her from the hands of the demons who wish to search and ill-treat her. So perhaps she might look twice at me. Ah, and you were doing so well! D'Artagnan, it doesn't matter how much you help her, she does not owe you any feelings. I know, I know. That's what Porthos keeps telling me. But the way she looked at me as if we ran together... D'Artagnan... Perhaps it was nothing. It probably was nothing. But Francoise, I just want to hope it was something. Mon Dieu. Once we were talking and a flock of birds flew overhead, and she stopped in the middle of the street to look up. I saw her eyes and I thought she must be looking at stars, even though it was the middle of the day. You will talk of her all night. And if she returns my affections, then maybe Athos, Porthos, Aramis and I are saved. Oh, Monsieur Bonosu is moderately wealthy, so Constance could make me a small gift of some jewellery or... Uh, you are in need of money. <laughs> Desperately. Times are hard for the musketeers and Desfassard has not taken me off probation. At least when the woman is rich and the lover is not, that which he cannot offer she offers to herself. Perhaps through her husband's money that she procures herself this indulgence, but the gratitude for it seldom reverts to him. <sighs> Without a blush, we men make our money in the world, only by the means of women blushing. <sighs> Without a blush, we men make our way in the world only by the means of women blushing. True. I know many gallant cavaliers who would neither have won their spurs in the first place nor their battles afterward without the purse which their mistress had fastened to the saddle bow. Is it very difficult for you? Huh. Before, when I was still pretending to be Francois and Desessar could not aid me openly, I received plenty of gifts from all kinds of ladies. But how? The secret is in the uniform, D'Artagnan. Wear it, even when not required. Women find it irresistible. You have not met Constance. Ah, oh, again with this Constance. Can you talk of nothing else? Oh, she would be just the woman to walk with plain saint Denis, or in the fair of Saint-Germain. And the others could be there too. Well, perhaps not Porthos or Aramis. Porthos would laugh and embarrass me and Aramis. Ugh. Afraid Aramis would steal her away? No, no! Constance can resist anything. Aramis, a uniform, even the devil himself. Aramis does not like me much, is all. Oh, are you quite sure? You have no idea how he mistreats me. <clears throat> but as I was saying, we can enjoy charming little dinners where one touches on one side the hand of a friend and on the other the foot of a mistress. <coughs> Birds of a feather, indeed. Padre, say no more, D'Artagnan, you're obsessed. 
Besides, we have arrived at the Chasmidi. Ah, you are going back to the Hotel de Desert. Fortunately, yes, or I would have to endure your babble about Constance all night. But I'll ask Father about your probation. No, don't thank me yet. Until tomorrow, then. You're on duty in the afternoon, yes? Starting at one o'clock. Until tomorrow, Lieutenant. Oh, I forgot to tell her about Constance's hands. Hmm. Aramis lives closest, and he cannot yet have gone to bed. I suppose I owe an explanation for calling him to the mousetrap and then not returning there myself. And insufferable as he is, perhaps he could help me write a verse or two for Constance. The city isn't so bad after all, Mama. The breeze is as soft as rose petals, and someone here is always laughing. Ah. Now, which one is Aramis's? My, but everything looks so different at night. Where is his house? Between Rue Cassette and Rue Sebanoni. Ground floor with the little garden. Number... Uh, number what? Now who is this who stops every few paces, looking up at every house as if to check the number? Lost? Shall I go and offer my services? Twenty-seven. Twenty-six. And a woman! By her step she must be young. Or perhaps she is pretty. Oh, yes. But a woman who wanders in the streets at this hour ventures out to meet her lover. If I should disturb a rendezvous, that would not be the best means of commencing an acquaintance. Ah! But those houses, one of them is... Oh, pardieu, pardieu! Oh, it would be so droll if this belated dub should be in search of our friend's house. But on my soul, it looks so. Oh, my dear Aramis, this time I shall find you out. <coughs> oh, they exchange signals. And I know those windows and the abundance of lavender bushes. This house is his. Ah. Oh, now a light appears. Oh, this is all very fine, dear Aramis. <laughs> ah, Monsieur Hypocrite. I understand how you study theology. Ah, ah, not through doors, but through windows. Ah, this visit is expected. We shall see the windows open and the lady enter by escalade. Oh, very pretty. Is everything in place, my dear? It has been arranged, my mistress. No, she's not going inside. She... What was that? Showing a small piece of cloth to Aramis. It must be he. That handkerchief strikes me as familiar twice over. Aramis had one just like it, but who else? What the devil could it signify? Oh, if I could just see Aramis speaking to this woman. Ah! There. Here is a better vantage point, but this is not Aramis. It's another woman. And they are exchanging handkerchiefs. What is going on here? I shall send for him. Pass my love on to the Queen. I shall, madame. Merde, she's coming! Into the alley. No. It cannot be. I must follow. Ah! Past! Madame? Ah, que 
kill me, if you please. You shall know nothing. <sighs> My dear, are you faint? Do not worry, I am here for you. Such protestations are made with the worst intentions in the world. Rochelio's men are as fork-tongued as their master. <laughs> Cruel villain! <clears throat> Cut my throat or bring me to the Bastille if you can, that is! Constance, it's, it's me, D'Artagnan! Ow! From upstairs? And this afternoon? D'Artagnan! <gasps> We hope you've enjoyed episode 10 of The Three Musketeers. The cast in order of appearance was Alex Kamesh as D'Artagnan, Jay Figueredo as Planchet, Aaron Cotagonka as Porthos, Matthew McConkie as Athos, Artemis Lamb as Girl, Stephen Ledger, Jacob Cook, and Anna Truesdale as Interrogators, Sam Turnbull as Jamar, Olivia Adderley as Constance, Natalia Uemlianen Stone as Lepore. Rob Morrissey as Treville, Izzy Daltrey as Françoise, Mathilde Brun as Madame de Chiffreuse. The Three Musketeers was jointly directed by Nicole Baltablanco, Lauren Brewer, Sanya Saraf, and Daniel Mahala. Music was created by Oli Fab. Main theme by Oli Fab and Kat Vitalis. Editing was done by Ord Hoagie. Our Foley artists were Natalia Uemlianen Stone and Jay Figueredo. This show is based off Alexandre Dumas' The Three Musketeers. Scripts were written by Jay Figueredo, Matthew McConkie, Giselle Ilkan-Salman and Sam Turnbull. The producer team was Sophie Tice, Victoria Lee Baruffalo, Thomas Tomlinson and Jay Figueredo. For a full list of cast and crew, see our website. I'm Emily Tarbuck. Want to support the show? Come join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash duads. That's D-U-A-D-S. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is Thursday Thrillers, audio with action on the Mutual Audio Network. Join us tomorrow on Mutual with Friday Follies, the end of the week collection of comedy cut-ups. You can subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of audio drama that fits your fancy. Or find the Friday Follies feed in your favorite podcast players. Now that's a lot of F's. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.